0: Welcome, pull up a seat, pour yourself a cup of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And man, I am so excited in this season of life and things to come, and I'm already planning next season and what that looks like, and definitely we're going to expand and get some guests in here. But since we still have two episodes left, I'm going to try to charge forward with some great Things to discuss with you. And today we're going to discuss perspective. And man, it's taken me two weeks to kind of get back to the mic. Just crazy stuff. Life in general. But I want to bring to focus the idea of perspective. Because perspective is really something that helps us set our vision. And as people, uh, spiritual people, and whether you believe it or not, you're a spiritual person... Uh, Even atheists are spiritual people in the sense that they believe that there is nothing. And belief in itself is very spiritual. All right, so perspective, how we look at life, ourselves, and the world, could be the difference of life or death, success or failure, right? Because our perspective really does encapsulate our world view, how we view the things in front of us. And, man, I recently, well, not recently, but back in November, I went to this uh, fantastic event called The Revenant. And it kind of, uh, I don't know if it reset or switched or, uh, you know, like, Flicking lenses into focus, my perspective on on a whole bunch of things in my life, and so I I've been thinking and and on how perspective affects the journey of who we are, and how it affects how it affected the journey of who Jesus was, and how it affects our success, how it affects. Uh, how we deal with grit, like many of the things I've talked about in previous episodes, find a home in perspective. Now, uh, as somebody who always looks to grow, there's definitely people I I listen to myself and read myself. Uh, for instance, there's this great uh, coach out there by the name of Dan Takini, Uh, he is always challenging uh, my perspective and what I think. And and perspective is like the word. I mean, it could be compared to the Bible. If you rotate the Bible and look at the Bible at different perspectives, you're going to find something new. And, And the same thing goes with our life. And it's like comparing the word of God and our lives are multifaceted, right? There's a connection there The Jewish people always, uh, the rabbis, uh, Dr. Brad Young would say, look at the Torah, look at the word as a multifaceted gem that you could reveal things, and I've said this before, and if you look at your life, it's the same way, right? And the perspective that we choose to continue to look at can help us to deviate from the path we want to go to or continue the path on towards the path or the aim that we want to go on. So, I mean, this is exciting things. This is exciting news because uh, it's easy to get stuck in the muck and mire of perspective that is given to us that we just accept, right? Andy Andrews, another, uh, he calls himself a noticer more than a coach, says perspective is not how we see things. It's how we choose to see things. And he gives this example, this great example, of the glass half full and the glass half empty. And he says that if you think about it, the glass never changes, but the perspective you adopt does. Let me repeat that. The glass is station it is never changing the perspective in which you view the glass does that means if i choose to believe the glass is half empty i'm going to it's going to lead me to choices that propagate that thought process and if i think of uh, the glass is half full it's going to lead me to choices that propagate that and in the world today where we are bombarded with the glasses, have empty mentality continually, day in, day out, whether it be media, whether it be uh, music, personal conversation, right? What the perspective we're choosing to feed or go with is going to lead to our interactions, how I respond to people, how I interact with people. And the link here in the Word is that we see Jesus trying to change the perspective of his disciples. Right? So we have one sense. We have Jesus uh, getting in a boat and crossing the Sea of Galilee. And this is going to lead to a place called uh, Garginis, Garginis, I'm not probably pronouncing that right, but in, in that place is one of the most famous stories uh, we find in multiple texts of the gospel. It's the story of Legion. Now, a little backstory, Jesus has just left uh, Jewish territory. It's one of the few times where Jesus moves into Gentile territory because the city that he's headed to is a place that is ruled by the 10th legion, right? The 10th legion is uh, infamous. It would later on destroy Jerusalem. And it is a very oppressive body. Who happens to have the pig as its sigil? Now, we'll tie that back into the perspective of what Jesus is doing here in a second. So, Jesus lands at the dock where there's these caves and there's tombs. And tombs back then were caves, not these beautifully manicured ossuaries that we built in our graveyards. And this demonic man comes out. He's speaking with multiple voices, he's asking not to to, uh, to be tormented by Jesus. And his disciples are behind him, already freaking, freaked out that he calmed the waves of the sea as they were crossing Galilee. Already freaked out that they were in Gentile territory, right? The perspective back then is these people are unclean. We do not need to be by them. If we would go near them, God is not gonna love us. But the Messiah, the guy we think is is God Himself, or the next the next Savior of our people, because uh, you know he hasn't been revealed fully, is saying that we need to go where these these Gentile these heathens are these unclean people and 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 we're going to follow him and the first thing they come across is this guy who says he has a legion of demons in him a legion usually means 6000 it's probably 2000 in this case the there's discussion about that in the theological world and he goes on to then uh, cast out these Demons in pigs now I remember how I said there's a connection. Pigs are the tenth legion's symbol, and two thousand of them just go running off a cliff and drowning themselves in the Sea of Galilee. Now, for one, it's gonna ruin the local economy because all these pig shepherds now have no pig flocks. I don't know what you call a flock of flock of pigs, a group of pigs anyways they are oinking their way to their doom and the economy's going with it and the shepherds run and tell the people and while they're telling these people the this guy who was in chain who'd broken his chains and used to run rampant through through the city area possessed causing damage i mean that's why he's chained or has chains on him cleans up is, is is they get clothes for him? They remove the chains. He's having a conversation, and the people from the local towns come to meet Jesus and this miracle. And instead of of ex- embracing it or accepting it, they're full in all in all occasions. If you read, they're full of fear. Right? Their perspective is. Not the perspective. The glasses have empty here, for them. They've lost some of the economy, and now the these animals that represent the tenth legion, who are in the area keeping the peace of this this brackish, uh, out of control area of the Roman Empire, now has to explain to to the. Basically, the the military officers of the occupational officers of the area. Why these pigs are dead? Hopefully, they could uh, they could buy their way out, or they can just put all the blame on the Jewish people that were visiting on the boat. So, accepting their request, they Jesus said, "Sure." Now, on the glass half full side. You have this man who's been freed from s- mental and spiritual bondage, who has scars and has a story, right? He, this guy has a story, would be on, on Oprah. I, who's the, the lead talk person now? Jimmy Fallon still? Would be on talk shows. Joe Rogan would definitely have this guy who was formerly known as the guy possessed by Legion. Uh, he has a story and he asked to follow Jesus. Now the problem is that this guy's a gentle gentile, and that's not gonna go over too well when they return to the Jewish side of the sea uh by taking the boat back. And so Jesus has a different perspective. He tells him to go. And tell everyone what has happened. And now everybody knows how he was. And now he goes out and he starts explaining to people who are not Jewish that a miracle has occurred. And he starts changing perspective that later on when when after Jesus has returned to the, the hand of the Father, has returned to God, The disciples have a place now to return to charged with this story and this evidence of this man being saved, right? Perspective, life or death, uh, comes into play in so many ways here, right? So how does this, again, practically Apply to us. Well, I got another verse I want to go to. You might know it. You might see it on a sign, on a bumper sticker, at a WWE match with The Rock. You might see it uh, spray-painted on a wall somewhere, or a billboard, or during a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, there's crickets there. Anyways... John 3.16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall have, uh, should not perish, but have eternal life. Perspective, right? Well, there's something in, in theology where we talk about eisegeting something, where you just are using one thing to prove your point. You're pulling it out of context. So let's add a little context. Let's change the perspective here. And here's my favorite thing. The verse that follows John 3.16 is just as powerful and should be included on every sign at every ball game, every sporting event. If you're going to throw up a sign, you should throw up a second sign that says this. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Wait a minute. So I, I... this whole condemnation thing that people are saying that God didn't come to do that. No, no, no. Now there's more to that. There's more to unravel there. And that comes with teaching from, from in the community and from a stage, not this, this is not that podcast. There's definitely podcasts that will, that can deeply unravel the next steps to that. And maybe in the future, as we unravel spirituality as the parliament, we might go deeper into that, but it we're looking at perspective right now, right? And the perspective that we just added to that changes the context to glass half full, right? It doesn't talk about perishing, just perishing, it talks about not uh, our lives being saved and not being condemned in the process. And somewhere along the way, maybe it's puritanical beliefs evangelicalism i don't know i mean i could extrapolate i could deduce could deduce like sherlock holmes but we got in this methodology this perspective of turn or burn or focusing on everything not being okay and i i talk about the revenant and earlier and i I, To say the least, the thing that was uncovered for me is the how I viewed myself and the lack of, of – is that I was searching for value. The perspective I was searching for is value from others. And this coach there, uh, who was coaching with Dan Takini by the name of Adrian Kohler, he – he gave me a different perspective he challenged my perspective by saying the value you seek what if we just decide you have value what if we just decide and we and we take apart everything else all the life experience and we kind of chuck that and in this moment we change the perspective and you you just ha- and you just have value and uh, As I said, it was like this realigning of my perspective, of my lenses. And personally, it revolutionized who I was, right? It changed the perspective of my life into trajectory on what I could do, how I could do it, and that, that I didn't need the i didn't need people to affirm i didn't need to 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 consistently check in that i was doing something of value and now there's there's many things that led to that there's a lot of family dynamics in that past but being able to put that down and re- de- define things in my life is what's leading to this new perspective and This new, these new topics, the way these topics are coming out, and why I'm so excited to share things with you, because I see things differently. And now it's not like I didn't have the wisdom of of perspective. I've read plenty and and absorbed plenty of Andy Andrews prior to this, and I had talked and learned a bit from Dan Takini. But it was in that moment that the world as I knew it changed because my perspective changed. And d- it definitely happens in spirituality and our spiritual beliefs where we learn a new perspective from the Word or from a preacher or from a leader and it changes our mind it changes our world it changes how we interact with people right so th- the new l- renewing our mind we've talked about this before is change with renewing our perspective right there's there's this key this link this change that's found in perspective so That's the last thing I want to touch on, right? We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. As we look not on things as they are seen, but things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, and the things that are unseen are eternal. And this applies with perspective and vision, right? As we align our perspective and vision on where we see ourselves going and what we see our things uh, ourselves doing and what we want and what is our aim those are the unseen things because we haven't seen it yet right and as we progress we want to be we want to be more and more Christ like for those of my listeners who are believers we want to be more like god more like jesus more like the holy spirit three in one F- father ghost and son right and that's the unseen that's our unseen aim that's what we're aiming for and and we're trying to to not deviate deviate sin to miss the mark we don't want to miss the mark and so perspective has this application, not only biblically, but it has this application that is real-life, everyday-based, and it's in the Word, right? And we have stories this per our perspectives change, changing, right? We have Jonah who doesn't want to go to Nineveh because he knows they will change their perspective. They will re-aim... And they will be saved. And they have been big bullies to him and his people. And he doesn't want them to be saved. And so God has to change his perspective by throwing him inside of a fish. Right? There's a lot of this wisdom in the word. Parliament. You following? All right. So, as always, we want to make this applicable we want to uh, bring it back around and make it uh, adjust, uh, make that adjustment to make life more full, right? Because uh, I, I, there's never this, life is never, never gonna be easier. There will be times of ease. So what? What's the what's the application? Parliament Raven. What what do we do? What's the challenge? I usually give a challenge. So here's the challenge, and this is going to be probably one of the toughest challenges you ever faced in your life because it's the challenge I face every morning, and I know it's one of the toughest challenges I face. Be honest with yourself. What do you mean? Be honest with yourself. Take a good, hard look. Right? Is there any part of you that you want to hide behind or hide from others and is that tainting your perspective right do you think you can't do something well where does that perspective come from how do i change it do i have to accept it there's a whole bunch of questions you can start questioning yourself so that's it start questioning yourself right We talked about positive deconstruction, but there's a part of deconstructing what we believe about ourselves that we didn't take into account when we talked about that. I didn't, surely didn't even take into account that until November. Right? So, take a look at your perspective. Glass half empty, glass half full, no glass at all. And how is that perspective helping or hindering you? And I'll leave you with, with why this process is has to be continual. Because sometimes you think, "Oh, I'm done. I've arrived." Nope. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Nope. The perspective can as easily be lost as it is found, and that's Andy Andrews. So I'm going to give it credit where credit's due. Perspective can be as easily lost as it is found so check in right and if you need a guide through these words through this these through questioning yourself look at the go to the word and look at the 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 fruit of the spirit right are you hitting those things love joy peace patience kindness like there's go through the list. Check yourself, wreck yourself. You're good, because you're gonna be wrecked. Because as you look at your perspective and how you're doing things and whether you're successful or not successful, and this is where it applies to all all listeners, whether you're a believer or not, it, your perspective is gonna be the lens the probably main lens on whether you are successful or you move or you change or you head towards the direction you're aiming for and you're not deviating right so take a look that's my challenge and i hope and i pray for you that you hit that part of wisdom that that aha that light bulb that change that that rebirth that renewal that i that that i've been talking about of the mind through this Maybe freeing yourself of your own legion of of thoughts, of negativity, your own legion of uh, self failure. You're gonna you're gonna aim for failure, and you don't even realize it because you're thinking that you you're already planning as if you had failed. There's a plan B. Oh no! But what if I don't get here? Well, you you're planning for it. Is that that what you're planning for? Okay. Man, this is exciting. So we're going to talk some more. One more episode of this season. Oh, I know the season's been long because I've been long from the mic, but one more I promise and then oh, it's going to be a great change. I pro- I'm going to be bringing I uh, I'm going to bring bringing the heat and the fire. I'm going to be be bringing more parliament members onto the mic. It's not just going to be me. So look forward to that. I I probably mention more in the next episode. Uh, to prepare you for the next season. And man, it's going to be a wild ride. So I'll leave you with this. Pour yourself another glass of tea. And until next time. Like, subscribe, leave a good comment. Thanks for visiting the Parliament. If you want to know about Gravitas Coaching, please visit gravitas.co. It's also where we host the Parliament Last but not least, the intro and outro music credits. Intro music by Russ Budgen and outro music by Sardam Aravista.